And even then, I still was going, oh, but I'm sure they didn't mean to let me in. I'm sure they didn't mean to let me in. And they did. Of course they did. Why? Because I auditioned, I was good enough to get in, and they let me in. But that did not stop me from feeling like an imposter. Like at any second, they were going to go, oh, we made a mistake. We shouldn't have let you in at all. Welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. On the show, it's my job to tease out the creative solutions my guests are coming up with to change the world through creativity, social action, and mindset. I also give you tips and techniques so you can do the same. This episode is brought to you by my class, Meditation for Busy People, where you'll learn how to relieve stress and discover clarity and joy in just five minutes a day. It's also brought to you by the Brain FM app and this podcast host, Podbean. Also, follow the podcast on Instagram or TikTok and check out our shop for merch, music, and musings. The links are all in the show notes. Hey there, and welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg. You're probably going to hear a bunch of noise around me. This is a gorgeous day in New York City, and I just decided to get outside. So I'm in a playground recording this. <laughs> Checking out my brand new ATR 2100X microphone as well. And I'm super excited because I want to talk about something that's super important to me uh, and probably to you if you've ever had imposter syndrome. I kind of wish I could have like a big echo on that and maybe I'll put that in <laughs> when I do the final editing and everything for this uh, or the final production I should say since I don't edit. So I'm outside there. It's a gorgeous day out here in New York City and people have brought their kids to the playground and I went you know what I'm just going to come out here and I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to record this episode here. And the reason I'm talking about imposter syndrome is because earlier this week, and if you listen to uh, last week's episode, or yeah, last week's episode, that's the best way of putting it, time sometimes gets weird when you are recording ahead of time. So the last episode I talked about one of my voice students, one of my singing voice students asked to come and uh, see if he could get a Zoom voice lesson because he was auditioning for uh, the Gay Man's Chorus in one of the cities in the East Coast. And I said, sure, of course. And so we had a lesson. And he was on pins and needles because he wasn't sure he was going to be able to make it. He's got a lovely voice. And with just a few applications of vocal technique, uh, he was able to go and audition. And I got a message from him relatively recently and the message said just guess who's a new member of the gay men's chorus so he got in with just a little bit of application of technique so it's amazing to me uh, how often we don't feel like we deserve it and this is something he said and I'm not going to quote him directly but along the lines of there's a paranoid part of me that's going maybe they made a mistake maybe they didn't mean to let me in maybe they sent me the wrong email that said hey welcome to the chorus and it took me back to being in uh, getting into the Michigan State Honors Choir now I got into the Michigan State Honors Choir as a sophomore in high school which at that time was pretty unheard of most of the time you had to be uh, a little bit older than that they usually took juniors to seniors and when I auditioned I had the worst cold I couldn't speak in fact I could only sing which was weird so I walked in and I sang, uh, I'm going to sing when the spirit says sing, and then Yubi Latte Deo. Those are the two audition pieces that we had to sing. So I walked in, 
And I sang the pieces. And then they asked me a question. And when I answered, I answered kind of like this. I'm really sorry. I have a bad cold. And they're like, what? And I explained that I had a terrible cold and that I could barely speak. And they went, but you just sang. And I said, I know. And, <laughs> and I sometimes did wonder whether or not they let me in because... I uh, couldn't speak, but I could sing. And they were like, well, if she can get voice out like that when she has a cold, she might be pretty good when she's full voice. And I don't know. But when I got the results, when I actually got the results, I did the same thing as my student did. I went, oh, there's no way. I'm sure that they're, I'm sure that they're wrong. I'm sure that they didn't mean to let me in. And on top of that, I thought that you could get into the SSAA, which is Soprano 1, Soprano 2, Alto 1, Alto 2, All Women's Choir, and the SATB, which was the Soprano, Alto, Tenor, Bass, Mixed Voice Choir. So I thought you would get, could get into both and instead of just one. And so I saw myself on the SSAA list that I'd gotten in, which was a huge deal because it was only 100 kids throughout the entire state. And I was super excited. And then I ran over to the SATB one and... I didn't get in there and I was broken hearted <laughs> but uh, you could only get into one it turned out and even then I still was going oh but I'm sure they didn't mean to let me in I'm sure they didn't mean to let me in and they did of course they did why because I auditioned I was good enough to get in and they let me in but that did not stop me from feeling like an imposter like at any second they were going to go oh we made a mistake we shouldn't have let you in at all and so I wanted to sort of get you, if you've ever felt this way, particularly if you are auditioning for or joining some sort of creative group, uh, it's really crucial for your self-confidence and for your well-being to get, to get sort of dealing with the imposter syndrome if you get imposter syndrome. Now, you might not. You might be like, oh, no, I've got this. If you're anything like me you're going to have imposter syndrome. Uh, I don't anymore so often, often because I think I lead the groups that I'm in. <laughs> so I can't have imposter syndrome if I'm leading the group. But also I tend to want to hire people who are better than I am. So I hire people who are better than I am. And even if I am the imposter, that's okay because uh, we elevate each other. And I always want to challenge myself. So if I hire someone who's better than I am, it's going to push me to be better too. But that's a different aspect of imposter syndrome. I want to talk about some techniques to sort of navigate imposter syndrome when you get it. There's, there, I'm going to give you seven, well, six techniques and then a bonus technique. I want you to, if you, if you audition for a group of any kind or if you begin a group or anything and you have that feeling of, I don't belong, I can't possibly be good enough, these are some techniques that I want you to employ to uh, deal with your imposter syndrome. So let's start. Uh, number one, I want you to journal about it, right? I, I want you to get a journal, get a some sort of a notebook that you can write in and Imagine that your imposter syndrome is sort of a, a pesky little a little gnome or creature or something that feeds on self-doubt. And I want you to battle with it by keeping a journal of your creative journey. Document your achievements, big or small, and write down any positive feedback you get. So when those imposter thoughts start to sort of creep in, I want you to go through that journal and flip through it and remind yourself of how far you've come. And always remember small steps are still steps, right? This is your personal confidence 
booster and it's in written form and you can carry it with you and you can flip through it whenever you feel like that imposter syndrome is creeping up its ugly head. But it's also good to remind yourself to credit yourself with how far you've come in general, regardless of the journey, regardless of, of the journal, credit yourself with how far you've made it because that's a huge, huge deal. The next one, the next technique is something that uh, they, you know, somebody's said it's been largely disproven, but I still love it. It's the power pose ritual, right? Imagine Superman or Wonder Woman or somebody like that standing with their feet firmly planted, looking forward with their fists on their hips, and they are just oozing confidence, right? And if you do that, if you go into the bathroom and you go into the stall and you strike a power pose before every creative meeting or session, if you stand tall, put that chest up, put your hands on your hips, like you're about to conquer the world, right? I think it's a way to boost your confidence and reduce your stress, but it also physically prepares you to be more empowered and feel more empowered and act more empowered. And it also sends signals to, to your brain, to your mind, that you're ready to take on any creative challenge. So do this and then strike the pose. And one of the things that I think we tend to get really sort of in our heads about is that we don't belong. So I want you to say that to yourself. I belong here and I've got this, right? I deserve to be here. I deserve to exist. I deserve to be here. I belong in this group and I'm ready to kick butt. Uh, so that's number two. Number three, I want you to think about connecting and not comparing, right? In creativity, I think it's easy to fall into that comparison trap. And remember, they let you in. <laughs> You're a part of the group because who you are and what you bring adds value. So instead of comparing yourselves to what others are doing, connect with them, share your experiences, listen to theirs, and then celebrate the differences and the similarities of what you all bring to the table. I think you'll realize that everyone has their insecurities and you're not alone in feeling this way and you'll be able to buoy up others and they'll buoy you up as you go through this journey together. Here's the fourth technique. I want you to create a playlist, Spotify or Amazon Music or maybe on your own phone, whatever, and fill it with positive affirmations, empowering things. Before heading to any creative session, listen to it. If you hear phrases like, I am talented, or I bring a terrific perspective, or I've got the skills, we'll be able to shift your mindset. You can also do it with music, right? If you've got songs that you just love to sing to, for example, before choir practice, do that. Uh, music can really have a major impact on your emotional state. So you can make a playlist, you know, like uh, Natalie Cole's, I'm, no, was it Natalie Cole or was it da, da, Diana Ross? I think it was Diana Ross. I'm coming down. I want the world to know. Got to make it so. I hope those are the words. Anyway, so if you've got that, if you've got songs that make you just feel like, yeah, I've got this, put them on the playlist. And you can do that and you can drown out those imposter thoughts and replace them with the affirmations that are going to build you up and make you feel like you've got this because you know what? You do. The fifth one is kind of weird. I want you to celebrate when you fail, right? I know <laughs> it's weird, but it's true. 
every creative journey in, is going to involve setbacks. It's going to involve you failing. And failing is not a bad thing. Failing means that way didn't work. And now you're one step closer to figuring out what will work or what might work. Instead of looking at them as proof that you're not adequate, look at it as a stepping stone to your growth. I want you to celebrate. I want you to have a party for lessons learned from each one of the times when you don't work out the way you want it to work out. And it's not about avoiding mistakes. It's about embracing them as part of the creative process. So, for example, uh, <laughs> I've talked about this before. Back when I was in ninth grade in high school, Mary Alice Powell, who is the best choir director ever, uh, she let me into concert choir. What? I know. As a ninth grader. Yikes. That's amazing. Anyway, so we were singing Brahms Liebeslieder Waltzes, and there was a tricky one. I think it was Valse number six. The trickiest, trickiest, trickiest. The way, the way we were supposed to come in was on a pickup note, offbeat. It was really weird. And I was tapping my toe like crazy, trying to get the timing right. And we were about to come in, and I started singing and I was the only one who did it. Everybody else was silent. I was the only one who came in and it, it was so embarrassing. I wanted to just crawl under the table. And Miss Powell, what she did was so fascinating because she stopped everything and she went, okay, Isolde, why did you do that? And I said, I was counting like crazy. I'm so sorry I did it wrong. And she said, why do you think you did it wrong? And I went, because I was the only one who came in and I was just so embarrassed. And she said, actually, you were the only one who came in right. Apparently, I had counted correctly, and no one else had, which in the moment was incredibly embarrassing, right? If you're going to fall, you should all fall together. But I was, I was counting furiously. I was playing violin a lot, and I was playing in a symphony, so I'd gotten really good at keeping the beat and counting out the measures and counting out when to come in. And I came in, and I thought that I had done completely wrong, and actually, I had done totally right. And so that moment was transformative for me because I hadn't realized what I was enabling myself to do. Even when I failed, I failed strong, right? <laughs> or at least I thought I failed. I thought I'd failed, but it turns out I, I, I hadn't failed. In fact, I was the only one right. So do that. Share that with other people and tell them about it. Tell them about your times when you have failed and they probably will have similar things to say. We've all been there. All right, here's the sixth technique. Uh, I want you to seek out a mentor. Find somebody in the creative group or the industry or the organization who's more experienced to help you, to, to, guide, to guide you on the journey, and maybe even to share their own imposter syndrome stories. It can, it can reassure you. It can make you gain valuable perspectives and you might also get some practical advice and and get reminded that even the most successful people started somewhere right we were all beginners at one point and so the guidance that you might get from someone who's further along than you are can be kind of a shining beacon especially in those moments of self-doubt so now i'm at the bonus the bonus is really fun and it's a warm-up I want you, before you jump into any creative endeavor, 
I want you to come up with a warm up for yourself. It can be a meditation, it can be a goofy dance session, or some deep breathing. Uh, get your body and your mind and your spirit aligned in one goal. And that goal is to participate and to do the best that you can and to be part of the creative endeavor, right? Make it a sort of a pre-game ritual. Now, one of the things that I can say is if you're singing or speaking or, or anything like that or acting, I have a terrific warm-up and I'll put the link to it in the show notes. It's a terrific warm-up if you're going to be using your voice or your body. Uh, not, I probably wouldn't say it's a great warm-up for dance specifically because I'm not a dancer so I can't tell you that it's going to stretch you that way. But I actually had a doctor of physical therapy do the exercises so you know it's going to be done correctly it's my voice telling you what to do but she's the one who's doing them so you can see exactly how to do it absolutely right and it's important because I want you to never injure yourself you always want to take care of your voice and your body and your mind and your spirit before you do any creative endeavor heck I'd love it if you did that every single day to take care of your body mind and spirit but doing a warm-up before any sort of creative endeavor is an amazing, amazing thing that you can do for yourself because you prepare yourself to be present, to, to be warmed up. It's kind of like uh, any kind of exercise. I don't know if this happens to you, but once I start, I'm always better, right? Beforehand, I, I might be stiff, I might be sore, but once I start moving, I just always get better. And that's what this is all about for me is to have that moment, that time of getting ready and being set and doing what I need to do in order to bring my best to whatever endeavor I'm doing. So I'm going to put the the actual exercise in the show notes so that you can, uh, well, not the actual exercise, the link to the exercise, the link to the YouTube video in the show notes so that you can access it and use it for your very own. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Creative Solutions Podcast. And I want you to remember that if you have imposter syndrome, it's, it's common. Lots of us have it. You're not alone. But if you try some of these techniques, it's going to help you navigate this whole thing with confidence and knowing that you're not an imposter, but instead a valuable member, a valuable contributor to your creative group. So I want to encourage you to enhance what you bring to the table by believing that you bring something incredibly valuable. This is Isolde Trachtenberg, and I am thrilled that you're joining me for the show. If you want to get some coaching, by the way, around all of this, if you want to get some coaching around voice or communication, how to say things, how to sing things, how to develop an audition piece, whether it's for a choir or a theater company, I'm your gal. <laughs> you can make uh, an appointment for a discovery call, a complimentary discovery call. The link to that is in the show notes. And let me see if I can help you uh, get to where you want to go. Alrighty. Again, this is Isolde Trachtenberg for the Creative Solutions Podcast, reminding you to leave it better than you found it. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you being here. Please subscribe to the podcast if you're new, and it would mean the world to me if you told a friend about it. Today's episode was produced by Isolde Trachtenberg and is copyright 2023. As always, please remember this is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Past performance does not guarantee future results, although we can always hope. Until next time, keep living what you believe in. Thank you.